Hello friends, and welcome to Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode is Cleveland Browns Roundtable 4.0, where we discuss the Cleveland Browns clinching a playoff spot. We're going to talk about the year, how it, how it played out, and we're also obviously going to talk about the Browns matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I hope you stick around, and I hope you enjoy. And we are live. Cleveland Browns Roundtable 4.0, playoff addiction. Uh, just I, pre, uh, you know, season recap. I'm just so hyped right now. Joined by Derek, Pat, Gabe, Nola Sean, unfortunately, but happy birthday to him. Um, I'll start out with Derek. The Browns are in the playoffs. What are your what are your thoughts on the season, just as a whole, and then we'll we'll, we'll discuss the Steeler matchup a little bit later. Okay, um, yeah, I mean thoughts on the season as a whole. Um, pleased, I mean obviously eleven and five and in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know who could be mad about that. Um, but it, it's still, I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys speak for yourselves. But to me, for me, it still seems like a little surreal. Like, wait, is this? Is this actually happening still? <laughs> like, but like, as, even though like, I, was, I was sitting there Sunday, like, watching those those seconds tick off the clock, I was like, "Is this is this a dream, or is this or is this actually happening still?" Like, I, it's still hard to believe that this is all happening, but um, wouldn't trade it for anything. Obviously, much rather be in the playoffs than out of the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, very pleased with the season. Um, Stefanski, my God, I mean. Thank God we thank God we didn't pass on him again. <laughs> but but yeah, very pleased with the season. Uh Pat, your thoughts uh, on the eleven and five season? Um <clears throat> I I don't really know where to begin. Um it it's it's still surreal. Um it's still surreal. It's been, you know, like for for my family, it's been it's been an emotional like day, day and a half, as I'm sure it is for everybody. Just because like like uh, being a season ticket holder and everything, like it 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 just I I can't put in words what like where we're at, you know, other than like oh shit, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's surreal. I'm uh, I feel like I'm living a dream. Um, and uh, I think um, I think we're uh, just getting started. And obviously, Gabe. Uh, well, okay. We've talked about this before. We're on the same age. So I, don't, I think you said you were six last night of the playoffs. I was seven. So, yeah, I cried. I'm not going to lie. It's been a season I never thought would happen that I would see, being a bronze fan, going through everything we've gone through. But the season was amazing. I mean, had a lot of ups, had some downs. But, I mean, all in all, I mean, we can't complain. We're going to the playoffs. I'm excited. It's just I, – I, I don't even have the emotion. When we won that game, I ran around the block to burn off energy because I was so excited about what was going on. I couldn't talk. I was yelling cuss words. You know, I, you guys know how I am around the house because I was so excited. I was raging of happiness. Uh, and, yeah, it was a great day, and I'm excited. And it was, the season was amazing. Savansky, coach of the year, everything. Just excited. It, it's funny, and I'm sure other fans are the same way. Um, 
like I told all of us like this afternoon, I was like, oh, as a joke, I was like, oh, we should pick like what game from one and 31 stuck out the most. And I started naming games that I thought like it all blurs. It feels like it was such a blur the last 20 years of just of just a, a blur of suck. And because I like now I'm naming I was naming games that like weren't even from 131. <laughs> they just it, it just it, it all went, runs together, dude. It all runs together. Like I, I'm naming games from like three coaches ago, and <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it's just man. I, I it also warms my heart too. And really, just see the national media just be like, yo, take a lap. Like good for y'all. Good for y'all. Like even even the old curmudgeons like Florio are just <laughs> are just sitting there. They're like, ah, hey, you know what? Breathe it in. Take it all in. Good for you. Y'all are the shit. The cat's ass. Well, it's it's funny, you know. For the record, Pat was talking about the uh, the Trevon Williams being offsides against the Chargers, and I and I go, that was 2015 under Mike Pettin. That wasn't even one of the one in 31. You know. <laughs> And I was like, like it <laughs> I got I got that and Deshaun Kaiser's um, strip sack by Joey Bosa. I got those mixed up. Yeah, I mean, oh. we had that. We had you know getting beat by Brent. I mean, the the one I just remember is getting beat yeah. by Brent Hundley just by bubble screens the entire game. Um, or it was or or you know Miles Garrett lining off offsides on a on a pick six <laughs> against Mitch, um, against Mitch Trubisky. And and the Bears and the Browns lose by like a field goal or Cody Park Cody Parkey his first tenure here oh, goes three so of, goes oh. three of six against the uh, against Dolphins. Dolphins yeah in Cody Kessler's first uh, career start and I, uh, I, it's crazy to me just thinking about it or, I, I, or I think, hold on hold on even oh, the yeah, iconic yeah. game against Washington where Duke Johnson allegedly fumbled the ball oh, and the Browns are <laughs> the Browns are up like 11 at that point oh, you know he allegedly God. fumbles and he I mean they call you know the, the Washington ball yet you know fucking he comes out of the pile he, with it he has the ball in his hand <laughs> to hand it to the ref yeah to <laughs> hand it to the ref and they call Washington and it's just like, what is going on? And we end up losing that it's game. just, wow, oh man. It, 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 I, the mindset, uh, I, I felt the mindset. I was talking to my dad who's been, you know, he started going to games with my deceased grandfather whose tickets are in his name in 66. And, you know, it's been in our family ever since. And he said the mindset of t- for the last 20 years has been if the game goes to overtime, you root for the tie because you don't think you have enough firepower to get downfield. And I and has he said that? I instantly thought of three different occurrences in the last twenty years where I sat there. I was like, well, you know, as long as we tie, we don't lose. We're <laughs> <laughs> just games of where I'm sitting there watching Cody Kessler quarterback, and I'm like, well, you know, just just don't turn it over. Clock run, clock runs out, so be it. You you remember the game? The game I always think about. You remember the game? You guys should know more than me. I'm pretty sure it was Kaiser against Green Bay. Yeah, when instead of taking a sack, he threw he threw the ball up 30 feet in the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know why, but I remember that play clear as day. When he was like, you know, I'm just gonna throw this ball up in the air in front of me. 
and then, and then I think Clay Matthews picked up, didn't he? And yep. and my and I love the girl so much, but then he had to go on CVD the next morning and like say, well, whoever receiver that was was kind of open. <laughs> no, no, he kind of wasn't Nathan. It's okay. <laughs> like, uh, there's just so many. Like, you know, to <laughs> I mean, it's just funny to laugh about it all now. There, there's yeah. just you know, yeah. There's a, I, there's like, crap. Go ahead. You know, I was no, just no, gonna I say just, Ky- oh. Kaiser sneaking from like the four yard line. Oh my god! <laughs> you know the, the the Kevin Hogan start. You know the yes. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much, and it's crazy the time, to think the about. The time the Browns got housed in overseas, they had to go. We yeah. all got up early to go watch them. Yes. To watch them against the, the Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> watch them lose by twenty to Minnesota. We all got up extra early. Oh, dude. Man, it's know, funny. But, it's funny though. Like I'm looking at the hat I have right now, signed by the own sixteen Browns, and you know, <laughs> you know, worth some money. Me, me, Pat, and and Derek were there at tr- Browns training camp. You know, Pat's trying to. You know, try to get an autog- hustle for an autograph fight. Kevin Hogan lying to him, saying that his fake <laughs> uncle went to Stanford. <laughs> Kevin Hogan, but he bought it, baby, hook, line, and sinker. Dude, he, he was just like, he was like, oh no way, dude. And Pat's like, no Stanford. Pat in the like the most stern face goes, oh yeah, class of '83. <laughs> it, was, it was the funniest thing. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's Stanford education he's got right there. <laughs> that, that bullshit detector is zero. Do you, you know, to to talk about this year though? Do you is there is there a moment from this year that you guys were just like, kind of solidifies, you know, this team being really good, or this is, or was there a game where you're just like, you know what, this this season is going to be special. And I'll start with I'll start with I'll start with Derek because we'll just go Derek and then Gabe and then Penn. Uh shoot. Um, I was gonna say either probably like the Dallas or Tennessee games. I just felt like in year, like in years past, like like last year, do you think they win either of those games? No, I don't think so. Like, I don't think they win either. Of the, and I'll be no. honest, like that Dallas game, I was nervous as hell. I was like, oh, my God, here we think. <laughs> but I'd say, especially like the Tennessee game, because, I mean, they're obviously they're a playoff team. Like, they're really good. So the fact that we were able to, you know, kind of put the boots to them pretty early like that, um, I was like, oh, okay. Like, we're, like, we're pretty good. <laughs> Pat, if you wanna. Uh, well, or, you did. That you oh did yeah. Well, Gabe's muted right now, so. Oh okay. All right. Okay, um, two two kind of come to mind. Number one, um, when they lost to the Ravens on Monday night, yep. I went. I kind of went to bed after we all got done lamenting and and or if you're in the terms of Kaylin yelling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ranting go back and listen to that podcast if you want a good laugh um it it i i sat there and i kind of told myself as i was like going to bed i was like that that's a playoff team and i think about i think back to like the teams where they're like the fringe teams that we've had in the past where if they get in that spot they don't compete um 
and, and it, it, they they showed a lot of what they're they're made of that night. And the other game that I really think of, I think I go back to Cincinnati game. Um, just that was the first. As I look at the schedule, that was the first real time where Baker, you know, put his nuts on the fifty and said, "My my ball, my ball, my turn," and this is what we're doing. Um, the, I, those two games really stuck out. The the Bengals one, uh, you know, just because they, had, I mean, they were already at five wins at that point, and I, I was like, you know, teams have passed don't win the, that game. And um, especially with the quarterback play we've had, they don't win that game. This team, I knew then, and I was like, you know, that, that this team was different. Gabe, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, very good. I was going to say the Bengals, too, honestly. Um, and for, like, the same reasons Pat said, I know it's the Bengals and everything, but, like, we fall down in that game late. How many times do you told yourself as a bronze fan, like, oh, we lose this game? You know what I mean? And what happened? Baker, like Pat said, came out gunning, came on the back, touchdown to Peoples Jones. I was to that point probably the hypest I've been the whole season. And I know everybody says, "Well, it's the Bengals." Well, the Bengals beat the Steelers, so and we can the stop that. Quarterback. With a third, yeah, yeah. But hey, you put against the backups. Yeah, okay. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Bengals game. I'm pretty sure that's the game we lost Odell too, right? We get yep. like the first play, yeah. or second play of that game. First, yes. first pass, he threw a pick, and then Odell torpedoed himself in trying to make a tackle. Yeah, yeah, and, and like even come back from that, it's just something you don't normally see Browns do. I mean, that shit happens, and we just fold, and that yep. didn't happen. I know it's Bengals, but like like I said, you don't good teams find a way to win that game. That's what happened. And that's when I started it, to think and it's it, a good it, team. It wasn't it wasn't like the Ryan Finley Bengals. They had Joe Burrow. Like exactly that that was a that was a healthy Bengals team. Right. Part. Listen, so, Ryan, Ryan Finley Bengals beat the Steelers. Show some damn respect. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You, you both stole uh, Pat and, and Gabe. You both stole my game. Where I was like, <laughs> and I thought maybe I would be able to like, you know, be like, hey, well, remember that Bengals game? But both you just, you, you guys just stole my thunder. Yeah, Pat jumped me too, and I couldn't think of anything else. So I'm going with it. Fuck it. Um, I mean, you know. And I'll kind of talk about the Bengals game because it will segue into something else. Um, but, like, that Tennessee game, to to come out with, you know, your your ass on fire, basically, to drop five touchdowns in the first half. That was that was one of the best performances I had seen in 20 years, probably. I, I mean, Baker, you're, I mean, he's on fire. You're coming off of a game against Jacksonville where you just looked like I don't know, off, yet you were trying to work on things. Like like I said a number of times on this podcast, I said it was a it was it was a WD forty game. We were just trying to like, you know, grease up the offense and, and the passing game to like, you know, get it moving and and you know that, that Tennessee game just I mean, just a complete win, you know, you, you force turnovers as this team does because they just don't get stops on third down. Um, but that Cincinnati game, I mean, it's weird to think that, you know, of of all the games this year that we all, three out of four of us go, Cincinnati is the game that kind of changed everything because that was a legitimate shootout and whoever had the ball last was going to win. And we had the ball with 
what, a minute to go, no timeouts. Yep. And you don't have Odell, who you lost on the on the first play. You're coming off of a, a, a game against the Steelers where you 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 get boat raced because Baker's obviously hurt. There's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say turmoil, but there's a lot of question marks about Baker Mayfield being, you know, the guy going into the going into that Cincinnati game, you know, he starts out the first quarter 0-5 with an interception, and people are legitimately concerned that, you know, maybe he's not the guy. And you could look at that game as as the turning point of of this year and, and to be, you know, you know, to, to, to be a franchise quarterback. And, you know, to, to lead the drive, uh, you know, to, to score a touchdown to, to DPJ. Um, after that, you know, I mean, that game really shouldn't have even been close if Terrence Mitchell just catches a, a an easy interception. He could, you know, walk 40 yards into the end zone and, and the Browns are up two scores, but he doesn't. We give up points and, you know, 23 missing a tackle at the goal line ends up saving us time and, and we end up winning. And it's, you know, it's just crazy. And, you know, to kind of segue to, to you know, the, literally the the last true offensive play of, of the the season last, you know, for, from yesterday, um, you know, Cincinnati being a turning point of, of Baker being a franchise quarterback. Well, they proved it on third and two when you need a first down and they call mm-hmm. that Maserati play of a QB power <laughs> with Baker Mayfield. Like what? Corvette, Corvette. I mean, I mean, Gabe, I hate you for that, but <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but to but like that play to say go win us a game after you know I don't want to say Baker lost us a game against the Jets, but you know to kind of redeem himself, but to also say like you know this is we have you know we have the utmost confidence in Baker Mayfield to to make that play. It's just um it's pretty exciting to know that this is just the start of something really special. And yes. you know, I'll, I'll I'll start with Gabe. But you know, do do you have any thoughts on that last play uh, against against Pittsburgh? I love it. Keep the ball in your best player's hands. And I know, I and I mean, you can make an argument that it's him, Chubb, or even Hunt. But I mean, you give. I mean, I'm more excited about that play with Hunt's block. Oh yeah. That you heard that through the stadium. Like every time you see the video, that's all you hear is that block right there. So I love the play call. I mean, trust Baker. Baker knew he could do it. Let's do it. Derek, what were your initial thoughts on on the play call? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any issue with it. I mean, obviously, it worked. <laughs> but I mean, even in real time, I mean, yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't have an issue with it. I mean, I think most people knew it was probably going to be some sort of run. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Pat, what, what, what were your, what were your thoughts? Uh, best, best play Case Keenum's ever called. Yeah. What? So was it Case Keenum who called it, or he just relayed ba- it? To ba- Baker Baker said that Case Keenum went to Stefanski and said, "Call, call it." And <clears throat> and if you if any everybody doesn't know, I think the backstory is is that Colin Cowherd called Baker a Mazda and and Sam Darnold a Maserati, uh, coming out, coming out of the uh, the draft, and um, the the play call was Maserati, which is hilarious. And just another drill. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's just like so. Cl- like any other way to clinch a, a playoff spot. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess 
you know, Nick Chubb breaking one and, and running out of bounds at the one a yard long, line. I think a long run would probably uh, – I think if, if it was Shades of William Green from 2002, I think that would have been the only other way that, yeah. that would have been memorable. But Or like an Odell touchdown. Yeah. You know? But like Baker, you know, like 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 Gabe said, ball, ball in his hand, French, you know, QB1 or QB6, you know, <laughs> ball, ball in his hands and, and just go win the game and get three – you know, get – what was it two, three yards if they whatever they needed? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of talking about the the game yesterday. It, obviously, it was a very vanilla offense. Um, I think they basically just said it today that you know the offense was vanilla. They weren't trying to show things because they knew that they were going to play the Steelers. You know, on Sunday um, coming up. Um, you know. So, like, what were your were you were you guys nervous? Were you guys because, like, you know, we 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 talked about how our reaction to it, and I I mean, I was crying after Nick Chubb's touchdown at one fifteen, and then I was almost <laughs> in tears on that two point conversion, and then Stephen Carlson almost, you know, <laughs> on that onside kick just you know ends up in Brown's folklore with, with <laughs> right next to Fozzie Whitaker. Yeah, it's just um. Yeah, just like what were you guys' thoughts on the game itself, and uh, you know, that that type of stuff? Derek, I'll I'll, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it was a little closer than I'm sure we all would have liked, but you know, they got the job done, and then and that's all that matters. You know, you had one game, win, or or you're asked to stay home, and they got the job done. So, um. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously happy with the win. Um, but, like, hell yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, when it was 24-16. Steelers got the ball back. And I was just like, I, I, I know it's different this year. I know it's different. But in my head, I'm like, I know how this movie ends. <laughs> like, I've seen this before. But luckily, you know, um, this is not the same old Browns. This is different. And they found a way to pull it out. Um. Yeah, you know, just I, I didn't. I, 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 I was nervously optimistic. Um, I just thought with that, with that leadership we have in place, I didn't think they were losing that game Sunday. Um, now if you had told me that we're sitting there with either a Mike Pettin team a Freddie Kitchens team, a Chud team, a Hugh Jackson team. I absolutely think we're losing <laughs> that game. Um, <clears throat> I just think with, you know, with, with the people that got us to, to the point in which we are, we are currently at, I, I had, I was, um, I was very optimistic and, and it, uh, it didn't really set in until. Um, Triple zero. no, no, I wouldn't say that. It 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 set in probably when um when they got the onside kick. I I didn't think they were I didn't think they were giving the ball back. Um, I mean I didn't yeah. I wasn't that nervous. I mean once we got the onside kick, I was like, all right, Chubb, Chubb has four chances to yeah, literally Chubb left, Chubb right, and he got eight, and he got eight yards on the first one, and I'm like, all right, 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, we should be all right. But then it was like, okay, he gets stopped. He gets like a half yard, and it's like third and two, third and one. And it's like, oh, dear. Uh, Gabe? Um, I was nervous to start the game because it's the Browns. And I hate saying that, but, I mean, it's when you've gone through as much as we've done. Yeah. You get it. So, but like, like, like Pat said, with Stefanski and everybody, I thought we were going to win. I actually thought the game was going to be closer, to be honest. I was telling everybody I thought we were going to win by 40. But in my head, I thought we were going to win by – I thought a touchdown, maybe 10. Yeah. Just because I felt like they weren't going to show a lot. Because I felt like – I always felt like the Bills were going to beat the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Either way. So, I thought we were going to play the Steelers. So, I didn't think they wanted to show a lot. Um, yeah, I was, I was nervous. And then, like I said, like I told you guys already, we, we won. I cried. I haven't felt this way in, I mean, 25 years. I was seven last time. I barely knew what was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I was – I mean, I still can't believe it. It hasn't sunk in that we are playing a playoff game Saturday. And today is what, – what do they call today? Like Black Friday or Black Monday? Yeah. Black Monday. In the NFL. Yeah. And we didn't do anything. I'm not used to that. I'm used to waking up saying the Browns have fired 93 people and laid off 74 others. Like, I'm just – it just – yeah, I can't even explain it. I'm just excited. It's weird seeing, uh, you know, teams want to poach – front office guys from us you know I think yes uh, assist uh one of the assistants is is from an interview with the Panthers or something um it's just yeah it's just crazy it's it's crazy to sit here you know because I mean you know we're all optimistic about the Browns and you know I, I went back and, and I think Pat I think you picked what 11 and 5 I think I picked like 11 and 5 and and Derek I think you picked like was it 10 and 6 or I think I picked eleven and five. Yeah, I think we all. I think we all picked eleven and five, and it's just like somebody picked twelve and four. I don't remember. I think I think it was our old buddy Andy, and um, you know, it's just like the principle of you know how, you know, we're we're just being op, you know, just it's always optimistic as Browns fans. You know, I was picking them to win four or five games when they went zero and sixteen and 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 one and thirty one. So. It, it's, it's the it's the line I heard this morning with Ken and 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 God God love Ken Garvin. He he said the year that he goes couple he goes by he goes five years ago. I said they were gonna win five games. First call out of the block. I got Ken. You're bleeping Homer. They won, they won zero games that year. <laughs> and to and if you haven't, please go check out you know the from from the morning show on ninety two three. Ken Ken and Anthony, their reaction to the Browns winning. Was that incredible. Was, Ken's yeah. in tears. Yeah, Lime is awesome. in tears. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're the ones who who got to talk about you know the bullshit for for years now. For like what ten years they've been on the air, and it's just like finally, even if even if it's a one and done, you know. You it, it puts it in perspective. It Ken shared it on Facebook. He said, on the on this date, January fourth, at the time we're recording this. He shared a show sheet that he had wrote, and it said 7 p.m. This is back when he hosted the night show. Chip Kelly, 11:30 show ends because, like, think. Uh, I know that was a peak night for those that that yeah, lurk on never, social media. Yeah, yeah the Chip Kelly, the Chip Kelly hide in the bathroom dinner. Um, it, it just, I, I, I mean. We look how far we've come. Plain and simple. You know, and I just it's just crazy to think. Like to just kind of recap, you know, this year. 
and to, and to kind of finish up our to our, our recap, um, you know, who who were your guys' MVP of of this team? Um, I asked Lashawn, and he said Callahan, the offensive line coach. And I mean, it's really hard to to disagree with that. I mean, you 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 come in, you you take Jed Wills at left tackle, who played right tackle in college, and everybody's like, oh, you know, questioning everything, and 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 not saying that. Wills was, was a bad player, but, you know, knowing that there's a, a legitimate difference between right tackle and left tackle, especially going from college to the pros, and he comes in and has a, a really great rookie year. You know, obviously, we, we know what we have in, in Joel Batonio and, and Treader and, and Conklin, but, you know, that right guard spot was, you know, a, a, a question mark going into the season. Not not saying that there was like a a battle for it, but you know, it was, we, we really it was the weakest spot on the line. Yeah, we really didn't know what we had in Wyatt Teller, and he comes out and he grades out to be the third highest, hey. you know, guy, you know, um, on uh, uh, for Pro Football Focus, and he obviously goes down and you miss some time, and and Chris Hubbard, who was a liability all of last year at right tackle, is like the perfect swing guy, you know, he, he started multiple games at multiple different positions. He, I mean, week two, he started at right tackle for Conklin and um, it's just kind of crazy. You know, he's spent a lot of time at, at right guard, you know, Treader. I mean, if you remember going back to week one, you know, Treader was coming off of a, a surgery in July and, and we were thinking, Oh, we're going to start Nick Harris, a rookie week one. Treader comes in and, you know, or he comes back and, and doesn't miss a snap. I mean, on that same play that OBJ got hurt, Treader was down. And I think a lot of fans were like, is Treader hurt worse than Odell? But Treader doesn't even miss a snap the entire year. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy that how, how obviously great he is, but, you know, the, just the difference, you know, an offensive line makes – coaching makes you know the, the schemes you know the zone running scheme and and all the counters that that Callahan likes um it's just to be that veteran guy you know we, we always say veterans on 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 the 53 but to be a veteran guy for the coaching staff for your rookie head coach I mean it's it, it's kind of hard to argue that Callahan isn't you know the MVP um but I'll start with I'll start with Pat so Pat uh, what your quick thoughts on your uh your MVP from this past year? Um, it's the man under center. And I think a lot of that ties into other people who I'm sure we're going to mention. But, I mean, going in, he knew he had to be better. Plain and simple. Uh, not only for a financial security from his standpoint, but from from just, just a, a career, how he's going to be remembered. He knew coming in. This was it. He had one chance. And um, he, uh, at times, you know, he at times uh, had moments where it kind of made you scratch your head a little bit, but and that's okay. Um, but I think we could tell, you know, at the beginning of the year, a lot of media members said, judge this team off the last eight games of the season. And in the last eight games of the season, he's been fl- – six has been flawless. Um he he's put the team in the spot that it needs to be and uh, plain and simple. Gabe. Um, Kevin Stavansky. 
And I say that because um, if you look, we had, I mean, we could basically say we had the, almost the exact same team last year, except for some guys on one-year deals and Wells, obviously. But um, Wills, sorry. And I don't know, you can tell like leadership, how much it affects us. I mean, last year we, we had no leadership in the team. You could tell Kitchens did just didn't know what he was doing half the time. The playbook, he changed the playbook every day before the game, the rumor was. So, I mean, I would say Stefanski. I mean, he came in. He knew exactly what was going on. He led the team. He set everything straight. He set a tone in the locker room. I mean, you see his post-game videos all the time, him talking to the players in the locker room. You can tell he's a leader, and they like him. They appreciate him. They respect him. So, I'll say Stefanski. We haven't had a coach like that since I've been alive. So, Stefanski. And Derek? Um, a couple different guys. I'll leave one. I'll leave one for you. I'll go, I'll go Nick Chubb, actually. Um, I just think the way he runs, dude, he's so hard. The, the mentality and physicality that he brings, um, I think, does bleed over into everybody else. You, I know he's not real vocal. He's kind of a quiet guy, but um, I think he's uh, just the just the tone he sets for the team. Yeah, just sets a yeah set, the way he sets a tone and. I think too. I mean, as good as Kareem Hunt is, I mean, at least for me, there was a pretty there was a pretty noticeable difference when Nick was gone and when Kareem was the lead guy. It just yep. seemed like there wasn't the same chemistry. I don't know if it was chemistry with the, with the line or what it was, but it just seemed like he just wasn't was not nearly as effective as Nick is. Chubb missed four games and finished seventh in rushing. Yeah, and had a thousand yards it's and, incredible. and yeah. what fourteen touchdowns total. Uh, 12. 12? 12? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I just think he's, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, to kind of... game changer. Yeah, uh, there's just so many guys who, who you could say, you know, Stefanski, Six, you know, um, you know, Callahan, you know, you said Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett. I mean, it's, I mean, there's just so many, you know. Be- before COVID hit, Miles um, Garrett, I mean, he was playing at a defensive player of the year standard. Uh, there's just so many. And, and, you know, you guys kind of just, you know, took all the, you know, my my thoughts. I, I guess, you know, to, to go different, Miles Garrett, but I mean, you know, there's really no wrong answer. Jarvis Landry, you know, to to you know the the to set this the the yeah to set the tone that he did, you know, coming in, you know, and hard knocks and and that video has been kind of resurfacing on, on Twitter a lot. Um, you know, Baker, like like you guys said, but you know the the video of him from the from the. Uh, uh, the combine saying that he was going to change, you know, the, the fortune of Browns fans and, and, and the team. It's just, uh, there's just so, I, there's not a wrong answer for, for MVP. Um, to kind of wrap this up, you know, because we only have it's a few minutes left. Yeah, it's definitely not 23. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Browns, uh, Browns predictions for Sunday. What about 51? Uh, no. Um, predictions for Sunday. LaShawn, his hot take. Was the Browns and his prediction is the Browns are going to win thirty-one seventeen on Sunday. Derek, your hot take or your prediction, whatever. My prediction: Steelers twenty, Browns twenty-four. We're going to fucking Kansas City, baby. Gabe. Uh twenty-seven seventeen Browns and the Browns uh, go all over the AFC Championship game. Oh my God, Pat. Yep, I have it. Uh, 
Browns, Browns 35, uh, Steelers 28. Six solidifies himself even more, and we'll see you in either Baltimore or Tennessee. Browns are fucking winning, guys. They're fucking winning. (laughs) It's it's what I told you last week. Speak it into existence. I mean, I told you that, but okay. No, I told you that first when you were sweating, but, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I get worked into a shoot all the time, so it doesn't matter. I know. (laughs) Exactly. uh, Derek, shout out your Twitter. While we wrap this yeah. up. Yeah, uh, my Twitter is at SparkyD213. Gabe? Uh, at Yanez Gabe13, Y-A-N-E-Z-G-A-B-E-1-3. Patrick? Uh, at me, tell me I'm wrong, uh, Pat, the letter and shaker. I'll shout out LaShawn. So it's, it's Sean and then, what is it, zero, zero, zero. Double zero, seven, eighty-five. His name's yeah. Baker Slanderfield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, happy um, birthday, yes, sir. Happy birthday, LaShawn. Yeah, happy birthday, my Hopefully guy. Hopefully 50th Street, Noel. Wow. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of rude. Um, and then I'll do it for this episode of Crunch Family, Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at CaitlinNoCLE. That is Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-A-N, knows K-N-O-W-S, C-L-E. And I will see you in the next episode.